0: What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined as always for Senior Bowl Week by my guys, Connor Rogers and Mello. And we have a special treat for our listeners today. We've done a one round mock draft before, guys. Nah, that's not good enough. Two round mock draft today. We're going through all the picks. We want to make sure Bears fans. Cowboys fans. I want to make sure y'all can actually. The Saints. The- Saints. Well, wait, not yep. Bears fans. Yep. Sorry. Ooh, but it worked out okay. Yep. Yeah. You guys are just fine. But we wanted to get into all the picks that you you guys have seen. Uh, we are going to keep this kind of quick and dirty today. Some of the picks we've talked about dirty. at length before. That's my motto. Yep. And so we're, we're not going to go 15 minutes on Nick Bosa. We're not going to go 15 minutes on Quentin Williams because we want to give you guys a lot of information uh, about the other picks that are happening in this draft. Mello. As tradition holds, buddy, you are on the clock. Yeah, I think I'm in the forever number one spot here. So with the Arizona Cardinals, they need somebody to go opposite Chandler Jones, and it's a simple pick here. It's an elite pass rusher. They're going to take Nick Bosa. I think we all know it, bearing something crazy. So right now the pick is in, it's Nick Bosa.
1: And he's the best player in the draft. I mean, people are starting to talk about, hey, can Quinnen Williams actually come and top him? But I I think that... When you look at Quentin Williams, he's just more valuable. Uh, when you, It's a less valuable position. And I don't think he's on the same level as Nick Bosa. If Nick Bosa didn't get hurt, I don't even think this would become a conversation. Oh, God. The only
0: yeah. thing I'll disagree yeah. with is that it's less valuable. I actually think interior pass rush is more valuable. So like I know we've talked about it at length. I still would not be surprised if Quentin Williams was the pick at number one overall. And that's going to roll me right into pick number two. I'm on the clock for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm calling my shot now, worst to first next year in the NFC West. We're back, just like Texas. We're going to be back next year. You know that the Rams are in yeah. the NFC. Yeah. Yep. So okay. Still, they are. They I don't are know still, if you thought there yeah. was some and real see, alignment or something. Now, the team that fine. loses the Super Bowl always struggles the next year, unless you're the Patriots. So but when the Rams lose the Super Bowl, Sean McVay's get-back coach is going to come jerk me out of the shot here today. The Niners are on the clock, and I am going to go with Williams. I know a lot of people would say, Matt, what are you doing? They've drafted Eric Armstead. They've drafted DeForest Buckner. They drafted Solomon Thomas. Well, Solomon Thomas isn't any good. Eric Armstead is not any good. DeVorce Buckner is very good, but I think he is a natural nose technique in this 4-3 scheme. Remember, they drafted Armstead and Buckner to play in a 3-4. Now you're running a 4-3. Solomon Thomas, I don't know if we're ever going to see the light bulb click for him as a pass rusher, but it is going to for Quentin Williams. It already has. He can be your building block on defense. Guys, you know, I've been a Niners fan for 30 years, and— when they were great, yes, it was Steve Young and Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, but it was defense, too. It was always a strong defense, even like Justin Smith and Alden Smith, Dana Stubblefield, like going back to the 90s. This is a team that was built on defense. So as a Niners fan, I say you get back to your roots. And I know people like oh, Josh Allen, Montez Sweat, Cleveland Farrell. No, I want that interior pass rush to get to guys like Jared Goff, who is not an outside runner. You have to hit him from the middle.
1: So you do have him officially ranked over a guy like Ed Oliver. Oh, it's, yeah. It's just, I don't think
0: it's close. Okay. Yeah, I have a new big board coming out. I'll just, I mean, people want to see it. We could tell them where I have well, Ed people Oliver. People want to know. Ed Oliver, I think, is seven for me overall right now. Let's just take a little peek. And the Niners
1: can come into this draft already He's not eight. having, okay, wow, so not having the edge pass rush completely solved, but maybe they do add a premier player there in free agency. So that's another way they can go into this and
0: not be forced to yeah, hopefully get lucky. It is a team that doesn't have a lot of picks. Yeah. So we definitely could see them because they have money, a lot of money, they could they could figure it out in free agency. And number
1: three, the New York Jets. This is one of the hardest picks to make here without trades. And in this mock draft, we chose to not do trades. If yeah, you're, if the, we're
0: going to go two rounds. Yeah, for, the, for now, we won't do trade. trades. But if you're the
1: Jets sitting here and a single quarterback has not come off the board, I think you have the opportunity to move out of this pick. But if they are stuck there, it becomes a debate. Do you feel like Jonah Williams is, you know, worthy of a third overall kind of pick? A team that could use help along the offensive line. I didn't go that route. I went with Cleland Farrell. I know people will call this a reach. That's fine. I think he's a super high floor player. I think he has the great experience. He has the right character, and he has the traits. He's a guy that will get after the quarterback. I do think he could be a double-digit sack guy at the next level that plays the run really well. The Jets have nothing on the edge, and no. this gives them a
0: legitimate piece up front, no matter what you think the value is. I like this player a lot. I, I like him, too, and I think one thing that we've seen Mike McCagnan do is – take safe players in the first round. And they've gotten lucky because Leo fell to them. Jamal fell to them. Darnold fell to them. But they honestly are, and we've said before, they're drafting for their jobs right now. They need to get need this right. Yeah. You need a hit. Cleveland will be a hit. Mello, you're up with the Oakland Raiders. I mean, Connell, he's just breaking up our whole board here going with Furl. Number three overall. So that does shake things up. I'm up number four with the Raiders. They've said it all along. They need a pass rusher. I think they're going to go after a guy like Josh Allen. They need that replacement for Khalil Mack, and they're going to get it right here with Josh Allen, who I think is a top three guy in this draft. I love Furl as well. I like those heavy pass rushers that can use speed and power. Uh, But if Josh Allen's right here at number four, I think the Raiders sweep him up. You guys know I like him. He's my number three overall player. Uh, he was in consideration for me on the clock at two. Uh, I'm sure he was in consideration for you. At yeah. three. You don't like him as much as some of the other people. I, do.
1: I don't think he's a top three pick. I do think not. I don't want to call it bust potential, but the impact potential, there's risk there for me. I think a lot of his production wasn't against his best competition. I do yeah. think that. I don't think he has the same kind of traits that guys like Ja'Kai Polite and Brian Burns do, but they're way more raw players. So I understand why Josh Allen's being valued the way he is in this draft. I don't think he's in the same class as Nick Bosa, and I'm just a bigger fan of Cleveland
0: Farrell. All right, let's jump into the number five pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I almost, hat tip our buddy Daniel Jeremiah, I almost put Josh Jacobs here because you guys know I basically talk about Josh Jacobs anytime you put a microphone or beer in front of me. Like, I love Josh Jacobs, and they got nothing out of Ronald Jones. So I thought long and hard about it, but I can't pass Rashawn Gary here. Who we all think is going to climb up boards. That's why you see him right here in the number five spot. Uh, because we're hearing he's going to ball out at the combine. I mean, he'll yeah. kill the combine. He well. will. I've said that before. You have a guy who's six foot five; he's probably going to be close to 280, and he's going to run a 4.67. Like, that's unreal, the athleticism. I and mean, I know folks who are uh, listening to this are going to say, oh, it's just traits, though, but it's just traits. But when he was healthy and and active and put in a role to succeed, he was fantastic. I think some of the biggest problems were that at Michigan, they asked him to be something he's not. And if Tampa Bay is going to move on from Gerald McCoy, if they're going to get younger, I, I think Rashawn Gary can come in and immediately play that three-tech and just like flourish.
1: And they have holes to fill there. Like the Noah Spence pick, a player that oh, I know yeah. I, I liked. And, I don't want to uh, bring it up. Yeah, when it comes down to just there hasn't been anything there. So I think this is a big area of need for them. Number six, the New York Giants. This is the easiest pick I'll have to make in this draft. Jonah Williams does fall to six. Whether you think he's a tackle or an interior player, it doesn't matter for the New York Giants because they need really to plug holes everywhere. Whether you want him to play on the right side, you want him to play center or guard. I know they took Will Hernandez last year, but this is a team that just needs to add to their offensive
0: line. And this is an easy pick. My question for you, though, is why not take a quarterback?
1: It's fair enough. Well, I just think that we haven't seen this team be willing to move on from Eli Manning yet. So and tell, you,
0: like you think they would do
1: this? Yes, 100%. It, I think they would sell themselves that an offensive line piece like Jonah Williams can protect Eli Manning and cover his flaws. I'm not saying it's the right move, but mm-hmm. this is the way this
0: front office has thought now for a while. And, if, and they ownership. if they didn't reach for a quarterback last year. Why would they do it this that's year the thing. when the you guys on guys Sam Darnold, right? So, like, If you didn't think that was that special, I, I'm with you. I And they've said they're tied to Eli for 2019. So they're at least going to bring him back. I don't know what role he's going to be in or if he's that starter or if he's the guy that's kind of a gap guy. Uh, but they might not go quarterback. And I, I'm with you there. The Colts proved last year you can protect your quarterback by getting a guy who's guard. So even if you put Jonah Williams at guard, You might protect Eli Manning for at least another year. Then you're talking about Fromm and Tua and some of the other guys, Eason, for next year's draft. I'm up now. uh, Number seven overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're doing this thing without trades, and I'm going to get hot takey here. I don't think the Jaguars are going to take a quarterback. I think teams are going to trade up in front of them. Uh, A lot of other teams that need a quarterback have a little bit more draft capital. They can trade up. I think the Jaguars are going to go after Foles. they got to try to get Bridgewater. They're not a team that wants to rebuild yet, but in today's draft, they get the number one quarterback to fall to them, which is Dwayne Haskins. And if for some reason Haskins is there at seven, I think the Jaguars will pull the trigger. The actual draft in April, I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, I mean, don't you think they do have some draft capital if they're willing to trade Leonard Fournette or Jalen Ramsey? Like, they can gain the draft capital, to, to make a splash move, if you have to trade up to truth, I know we're not doing trade, so I don't want to jump I mean, if deep you, into the weeds on trade. If you wanted to, if you want to give up a premier corner for a quarterback class that I'm not sold on yeah, at all. So you would rather take a building. You, this isn't the pick you did because it's what you think will happen versus what you would do, but yeah. you would rather go building block player and draft someone early next year. Yes, yeah, and then get your guy next year. But honestly, if that defense can get back to what it was, you can get Fournette healthy, put Foles in that situation. They're a playoff team, yeah. they're, and they're not looking for a quarterback for another two to three years.
1: And I think the Filippo hire kind of speaks volumes to what you're saying right now. I mean, they feel like they might not have to go into the draft with the need of quarterback if they can go out and get a guy like Foles or some kind of veteran really just in right. place there that right. can run an offense that should not be a complex offense when you want to run the power run game right. with a
0: healthy Leonard Fournette and the offensive line pieces you've gotten. Yeah, I'm up with the Detroit Lions to pick number eight overall. I think it's a team that, it, and I did some media with their, their team website, and we talked a lot about needs and, and fits. And I think Edge is the biggest need for this team. You, you have Ziggy Ansah, who only the Lord knows how old this guy is. Is he 31? Is he 32? Is he I 33? Mean, I don't know. His back alone know. might be 60. Right, exactly. That's the problem. As is mine. So I feel it. I think Edge is the biggest need. And I'm going to plug in a guy who has blown up at Senior Bowl from the minute his plane landed, Montez Sweat. Well, he probably drove from Starkville. Right, you would. I would drive. I would drive. I, right? I would just drive. I don't. know if it's on somebody else's ticket, somebody I'll would yeah, charter my I ass don't a private yeah, plane. Yeah, I don't That's drive I anywhere. I think Montez Sweat has moved himself into the top ten conversation. I actually think he is moving himself ahead of your guy, Furl. Like I, I, I truly do, because of speed. Speed is the name of the game in the NFL right now. He's quicker while having power. I think one of the biggest questions for him after the season ended was, okay, how much is this guy a dog? How much does he actually just love balling? Hitting people because Jeffrey Simmons was kind of that guy at Mississippi. State. No doubt. So he didn't really, Jonathan Abram was that guy. So we never really saw a sweat of like, oh, like here's this badass. And he comes down here and he's just putting dudes in the fucking grave. And it's like, oh, okay, by the way, that's a 255 pound man with, I, I would guess, 4 7 speed, maybe high 4 6 speed, who now, oh, wait, he's got some pop to his hands. For Detroit, they're going to look to run a hybrid defense. It's not 3 4, it's not 4 3. They don't want to be able to move chess pieces around. He can be what Chandler Jones was for Matt Flowers. Patricia. Trey Flowers, exactly. So I'm I know people are gonna think we're just living in the moment and being reactive. I actually really like Montez Sweat here.
1: And number nine, the Buffalo Bills. I I mean I get lucky again. Got Jonah Williams at six, Buffalo Bills. Ed Oliver's still on the board. And yeah. I don't think the Bills with Sean McDermott are coming in this draft saying, hey, we need interior D-line, but I don't think at nine you pass on Ed Oliver. It's really simple. He helps the pass yeah. rush. He could be. Explosive, explosive against the run, the way he gets off the snap. So the guy lives in the backfield. And you know, there's some questions about whether it was injuries or just the whole bullshit coincident. But right, I don't have right. any worries about that. I think Ed Oliver's a fantastic football player that is slowly, I don't want to say getting slept on, but being forgotten about. I, yes, I think definitely.
0: he's uh, uh, Sorry, Milo. I think he's a, a guy where you have the conversation about traits, is the fact that, I mean, he went to Houston. No disrespect to Tom Herman. No disrespect to our boy Danny Holgerson, but it's Houston. Did he get developed after Herman Staff left? Because I don't think he did. I When I watch Ed Oliver, it's like, man, I saw you do this stuff as a freshman. Like, mm-hmm. you have not actually, like, taken that next step to becoming – a more well-rounded player. I remember watching Aaron Donald at Pitt, and I know a lot of people have compared the two. Aaron Donald, by the time he got to the Senior Bowl, he was so refined as a pass rusher. And right now, we just don't see that with Ed Oliver. He's just... And that's why he doesn't pop as a, flash, a pass rusher a lot of times unless it's just with a speed move. Great against the run. How much will teams like that in the same mold as Rashawn Gary where they go, well, there's untapped potential? Oh, they'll there. love it. Yeah. I, the big question is they have to get a feel for him of can they tap into it? No doubt. Like, okay, are we the team that can get this guy to realize his potential? Or is it a, well, he, you know, like we talked about this with Josh Rosen last year, or is it a, he, he's been great since he was 12 years old. He's not going to listen to us. Uncoachable. We're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's talk about untapped potential, though, because, Matt, your boy is up right here. The Denver Broncos, I'm pulling the trigger on Drew Locke. I this know is my boy you, now. Yeah, you love, love him. Uh, just so much to say about him in the stick-to-football suite <laughs> and what he can do with the jorts on. I Throw think on jorts. the Broncos love this guy. And if they don't already, they're going to eventually. And if they can get him at 10, this is if I'm picking at 10 for the rest of our mock drafts, just go ahead and put Drew Locke in there. I think this is where he goes. I don't disagree with you. Whether he should or not is something we've talked about, um, but I think he will. I really do think he will. Not only what we're hearing and seeing, but just like the chatter right now is that drew lock will go. So that's only two quarterbacks in the top 10 for us. So I think that's where trades would shake things up. Uh, I really do. And at 11, I'm on the clock with the Cincinnati Bengals. I I wonder in a situation like this with a new group coming in with Zach Taylor coming in, like, would they think about Kyler Murray here? Because Andy Dalton couldn't get him over the hump kind of regressed back to the mean, maybe a new coordinator there will help, but I'm going to go defense here. I've said for years, they have to get faster on defense, and they were stuck with, like, vontes and Ray Malaluga. Like, these guys are slower Slow than us, linebackers. Right? Get Devin White in there to pair with guys like, hopefully, Malik Jefferson can realize some of his potential. You have Sam Hubbard in there uh, as a defensive end. Continue to get younger, faster. That's, that's the way that I would try to go with this defense. And at 11, Devin White is a steal, by the way.
1: Oh, without a doubt. He's probably a top-five player in this draft, but we've seen fantastic linebacker prospects fall down the board before, whether it's just – team's not valuing the position the same way or just injuries. So that's a great pick for them. Number 12, Green Bay Packers. They did a really wise thing by loading up on future draft capital last year. So their first first rounder here, they need help on the outside pass rush. Again, we've had this really been the theme with multiple teams in the top 12 so far. Outside pass rush, outside pass rush. And right here, I'm going with Ja'Kai Polite from Florida. This is your traits guy. I see a lot of Melvin Ingram. He's yeah a smaller guy, probably 6'1", 240. But he could bend, he could dip explosive off the snap. I think he's got strong hands. We've seen him work that arms long are so arm. Long yeah, too. the long arm move has been fantastic. So I think if you get this guy to completely buy in to what you're doing on defense, you can easily have a 12
0: sack per year kind of guy. Yeah, and I'm going to take everything you just said uh, for your pick <laughs> at number twelve. I'm picking for the Miami Dolphins at thirteen. We're just going to change the name to Brian Burns. The same thing. I, they are neck and neck with each other right now. It's just who's going to separate. Burns from is them. so much bigger though. It's only th- or longer, longer, longer. longer. Yeah, yeah longer. He might be.
1: He might be skinnier though. Yeah, That's but crazy uh, part.
0: very similar games for both of them though, and the team needs are the same. The Dolphins have to get to the quarterback. They need some length and somebody that can do it on the edge. And I don't know that they go quarterback. I was going to say, why so, not a lot of stuff. Why but, not a quarterback? Do Who are you going to take here? Are you going to take Kyler Murray? Uh, not me. You have the pick. What about go I'm, Daniel Jones? I'm tired of taking Kyler Murray. I don't see Daniel Jones as a first-rounder. You already have Ryan Tannehill in-house. Just go ahead and keep <laughs> the veteran. Wow, there you have it. Mello does not like the quarterbacks in this class. I don't. And I pound the table for that one. I don't like the quarterbacks in this class. Except for Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, who you can pick up in round two. Yeah, all right. So there maybe you. that's the Dolphins' move. Are they that smart? We'll find out in round two. Pick 14, the Atlanta Falcons. This is one I've, I've actually made this pick a lot. I think it's Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. I talked about him briefly with Montez Sweat. Like, this guy is a leader. He's a dog. And he is just someone that everyone kind of matches the tempo of him. And he dominated this year. Because of Quentin Williams, we probably didn't talk enough about just how good Jeffrey Simmons was. As an interior pass rusher, excellent size. I think he's scheme versatile, which is important to Atlanta. Because he can move all around that D-line. I also think when you look at the Falcons, they
1: might lose a really key piece of their defense in Grady Jarrett. That's right, yeah. So this is a perfect plug-and-play kind of pick, a guy that could be an instant impact guy. So 15 Washington Redskins. This is the Kyler Murray pick. I had to do it. These two Oklahoma haters will never do it. So Kyler Murray comes off the board. Alex Smith, obviously devastating injury. I think this is an offense that or at least a front office that'll look at their offense and get a little desperate here. And they'll say, we're going to be the team to roll the dice and and really hope for the best. I do like Kyler Murray. I actually do think he could be a successful NFL quarterback in the right system. I'd like to see him with Jay Gruden. And with Jay, I think Jay Gruden is a very underrated coach. I understand. I'm sure Washington fans are kind of tired of not getting over the hump. But I'd be curious to see what he could do with Kyler Murray. And at 15, you didn't have to move up and go get him. This is actually
0: decent value. Yeah, it really is. And I'm just happy that I didn't have to draft him. So thank you, Connor, for taking him off the board. Uh, last pick here before we go to break. The Carolina Panthers at number 16. A lot of needs. I really wanted to address maybe getting Cam Newton some targets, but who knows, is Cam Newton even going to play in 2019? So I'm going to go ahead and address that defense. Greedy Williams has fell down our board a long ways yeah. from where he started. So right here I'm going to grab Greedy Williams just length for days. He's he's Richard Sherman all over again, little yeah. shorter hair. No, I, I like Greedy. I think the big question is how well is he going to run? And you've, you you yep. said it. He has like slowly trickled down the board a little bit and fallen to a spot at 16 where still the first corner off the board, which I think speaks to the fact that this draft is dominated by D-line, edge, and quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks in the top 15 yeah. and a hell we, of a lot of pass rushers. We kept our promise about the quarterbacks. Yeah, Yeah. If it's news, it's news. I get to come on the clock now. The Cleveland Browns, and I know I've said it before, but as someone, I've been in this job almost a decade. It is so weird to have the Cleveland Browns at 17 without trade notes. It's refreshing. It's really refreshing. Wait, Like, this isn't their second pick in the first round? I don't know what's going on here. So, uh, what's going on here is they're getting a left tackle. They have to, man. Joe Thomas retiring. By the way. If Joe Thomas hadn't retired, this is a playoff team. Oh yeah, they went seven, it. eight, and one without Joe Thomas. Can you? It would have been so easy to fix this. It's a, team. It's a shame too. Fire Hugh Jackson going yeah. into the year. Yes. Convince Joe Thomas to stay, and they they are a playoff team. They would probably they would win the NFC North, AFC North, easily.
1: So, but at, at least at the end of the day, it does seem like the Browns really got it yeah. right here. So
0: my pick is yeah. Andre Dillard. You yeah. never. Even yeah, said I, it. my pick would be <laughs> Andre Dillard, uh, who I uh, listen. OT one, because I think Jonah Williams is an interior player or <laughs> I think the NFL is going to say he is. I'm stubborn as hell. And I actually think he could play tackle and be just fine. But I thought that Connor Williams and Brandon Scherf and Quentin Nelson and Zach Martin could play tackle as well. So uh, when I look at Andre Dillard, I just see like a finished athlete, man. And, and to be able to play in pass protection, he has the length. He has the quickness. It's prototypical. It's prototypical. I don't know that 17's the best value for him, but I do think he's a, like a very, very good player who could come in and fill honestly, like they don't have a lot of needs right now. Yeah. And I love that pick. I'm not a Browns fan. I know they were kind of in the running last year for my favorite team, but that is a great pick for them. They need a tackle. Like that's it. That's all they need. And all I need right now is a little more beer. Uh, Connor, it looks like you are up on the clock. Minnesota picking number 18. Yeah, let's keep the run on tackles
1: going. I'm going with Yadnick adjust. This is probably the best athlete out of all the tackles in this class. I think he could be a phenomenal player. You can do the classic, hey, we could play him at guard right away. But for the Minnesota Vikings, that's not what you're doing. This guy's going to come in. He's going to play tackle. And I just think he's someone that can really get the run game going while also being pretty damn good in pass protection. I also so. just
0: like that we finally learned how to say his name. It's Kajust. It's Kajust. I think I called
1: him <laughs> Well, everybody got used to Kajus on Hard Knocks, yeah, right. but it's Kajus. It's Kajus. So, and they spell this then. He's, yeah.
0: he's going to be our man crush this year. Totally. Of. Last year it was Will Hernandez. We, <laughs> this year, for us, it's going to be Every Johnny mock Kajus. draft, me and Melo <laughs> fight for him. I
1: can't believe he actually made it. To, I think this is the furthest he's made it. He usually doesn't get by yeah. Carolina. So yeah, usually. Minnesota I, I with a really rough. good pick. skipping
0: the Senior Bowl hurt his stock. He dropped two points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you got to get down here to Mobile. Right, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like even the practices might be indoors and in private. They so don't pass us to could. say that. You could be hanging out with us, though. If, Exactly. Outdoors. So, Mel, right. you're on the clock. Up. The Titans pick. I've had this pick for, I think, every mock draft we've done. Uh, and I always try to give them an edge rusher. This time I wanted to mix it up. They might not view that the same as I do. They might not love the edge rushers now that guys like Sweat are off the board here. So, I'm going to give them another offensive target. I don't love all the receivers. So, I'm going to go with Noah Fan. I think he's an elite level tight end prospect, one that we haven't seen in years. If you're going to tie yourself to Marcus Mariota, you better get that boy some help. I think Noah Fant can help out in the run game, and he's also a huge target for Marcus Mariota to hit.
1: Yeah, now they can run two tight end sets there in Tennessee. You get a guy like Fant who can really play on the outside, more of an H, so... I think this is a great pick, and I think this fits the skill set that they'd like to really utilize for Mariota.
0: Yeah, and I think this could help Mariota because he does need someone. like. Listen, Marcus Mariota doesn't have the strongest arm, and he holds the ball a little too long sometimes. So he needs guys who can get open on breaking routes, can work that underneath part of the field, and Noah fan can do that. I I've tweeted this before. I'm so unsure about this tight end class, and the only thing that's going to fix that is just more time to break them down as individual players. But I probably like TJ Hawkinson better. A lot it's, of people do because it is blocking, right? Yeah. It is tough. And I, I mean, I think both of them are right there, neck and neck. I, th- I would have them one, two. I'm not even 100% sure on the order yet, but I do like both of them more than Irv Smith right now. All right, let's move on. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to put Josh Jacobs here. And Mello was like, do not. They have James Conner. like, but, but I could, could do it. I did not because I didn't want people to riot and kill me i went DeAndre Baker, who I was talking to our buddy, Matt Bowen. Matt Bowen loves DeAndre Baker. I love DeAndre Baker, Any especially corners? in Pittsburgh. Like he fits their scheme. They missed on Artie Burns. Let's just call it what it is. They yep. missed on Artie Burns. Baker is so physical. He's one of the few corners in this class who will actually tackle and, and play up near the line of scrimmage. So huge fan of his ability. Uh, and, and I really do think that like he is a special fit for their scheme. Seattle up at 21, uh, not going to get away from the offensive
1: lineman here. Going Cody Ford, this has probably been one of the biggest O-line risers this last month or two. Mm -hmm. He looks athletic. He's big and strong. He obviously was an impact player up front for Oklahoma, who always seems to have these guys in the trenches. So if you're you're Seattle, I mean, this is a team that looked like in the postseason, they just want to run the football, but they couldn't do it. And I think you need to also, I mean, no shit, protect Russell Wilson. We say this every single year. It doesn't seem to happen. This is step one of getting that done.
0: Yeah, I, I really like it, man. I, and Cody Ford is kind of been a late riser because I don't think a lot of us expected him to come out. Played right tackle at OU. A lot of folks see him as a, a power guard. And, like, this he's not Quentin Nelson. He's not. And he's probably not Brandon Scherf, but he's, he's strong, strong as hell, really good. Yeah. Strong as hell. Will be great in that power run game uh, that they have cooking there. So, yeah, why not help out a team that, God, they missed badly in the first round last year, like burn it to the ground badly. And they still ended up a playoff team. So I I think we actually need to give Pete Carroll and John Schneider and their guys some credit because I can remember sitting here thinking uh, and maybe saying, man, if they don't if they don't hit this year, like they they could be fired. Totally. And they like that was a rebuild on the fly and they took care of it. So they did a great job. I, I like the pick for them. If you're Seattle, you, eventually you're going to have to do something with the offensive line. You can't just kill Russell Wilson over and over again. Uh, number 22 pick overall, the Baltimore Ravens. They're taking my guy. I have to make sure that I draft him every time. And right here at 22, it just makes too much sense for me right now. I'm not changing it up. Uh, if you don't know me, it's Nikhil Harry. A big, huge target out of Arizona State go help out Lamar Jackson. You got to surround these young quarterbacks with some talent and Baltimore just doesn't have it on roster. So they're going to have to draft him.
1: Yeah. And I like it. I mean, the Lamar Jackson era is officially underway. So you look at it. This is somebody that could probably work back to the ball and pick up yards after the catch and hopefully help him out in the red zone a little bit.
0: I think he's so underrated. I really do. Like, I know Melo, You're always like, "Oh, cause my guy and people aren't going to like it. Like people should like it. They, he could legitimately be the best receiver in this class. Yeah, we're waiting to see the testing times, but his tape is fast enough to me, and his catch radius is enormous. The more and more I watch it, the less I get worried about his 40 time. Because if you watch the defenders around him, they're not catching him. He has good speed. He just looks slow, and I think it's he's a long strider. His build-up speed. Yeah, he's a guy who's, he moves his legs incredibly far, so he doesn't have to move them quick. But people aren't catching him. He's a great punt returner. If that tells you anything, 6'4", 220, they put him back there, and he has some great punt returns against very talented Pac-12 teams. And the dude can play Wildcat. He's booby Miles, so paint your back yeah, porch, yeah. too. Well, just get dog. him on a team, yep. <laughs> man. Paint your back porch. Where do you play him on the field? That's still one of the best lines, I think, in any football movie ever, which would be a good top five. We need to work that in. The Houston Texans are on the clock at 23. And uh, I did think about going slot receiver here because Will Fuller can't stay healthy. I thought about, man, I would really like to go offensive line to try to help out uh, up front. I just didn't see any value at offensive tackle here. Like, I don't like Jawan Taylor enough to pull the trigger at 23 overall. So I went to the defense. and, And I know that they have the honey badger back there. But I want to see Taylor Rapp in this defense. I I think he's such a a strong hitter. He and Justin Reed together. I like that as your two deep safeties. Let the Honey Badger do what he did in Arizona. Be a little bit more of a a rover type guy who can play some slot corner. Can be just like almost a true nickel. And he's also getting older. Has had a couple injuries. We'll see what his future is in Houston. But I I like Taylor Rapp a lot.
1: And Rapp kind of plays that role to a lesser extent. He's not these guys, but same role as Derwin James, Jamal Adams. He could live around the box, he could blitz, he could run with tight ends and running backs. So, I think that's a really exciting pick. Somebody that will go in the first round that a lot of people aren't talking about as a first round player right now. So, Oakland Raiders on the clock again 24th. They got Josh Allen thanks to Melo at 4 overall so that outside pass rush gets a serious serious boost there. I'm going with Matt's obsession here. Josh Jacobs. I mean, it's time to get another running back in there. John Gruden's going to be looking to build his offense. So spoiler alert, I'll be doing a very similar thing in a couple of picks from now when they're on the clock again. (laughs) But I mean, you want to help Derek Carr and you want to get this Raiders offense going. I think Josh Jacobs is a true three down back. Josh Jacobs is my number five overall
0: player. Ooh. And the 2019 drafts. Pretty us. damn good value at 24. Really is. Number five. I don't know why people are missing the boat. Melo actually told me yesterday I was going to get Trent Richardson to get on Josh Jacobs. I'm fine with it. If it happens, it happens. He is a great back with no wear and tear. He can catch. He runs with power. He has speed. He has vision. You talk about, oh, balance through contact. Man. He just runs over people. There's yeah. no balance through contacts. Yeah. He doesn't absorb it. No. He's just like, fuck you. Pff, yep. <laughs> fuck you. Like when I hit the swinging door at the hotel the other night and broke it. Like, that's <laughs> Josh Jacobs. Like, you just run through people, man. He's – I really don't swing know. The door
1: said, fuck you yeah. to you. <laughs> <Right?
0: Yeah. laughs> I don't know why more people aren't jumping all over Josh Jacobs, but I will carry that torch and plant it at midfield. I, I like him a lot, too, and I, I just like to give you shit at any chance mm-hmm. I can. So, if you're going to – Hitch your wagon to a guy like Josh Jacobs. I got to bring up Trent Richardson if I can. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, pick number 25. Uh, I think they have more needs than we thought they did last year. Last year, we just thought this was almost a perfect team and they could pick anybody they want. But I think they've, at certain times this year, they've been exploited on the outside. And we've let Byron Murphy fall to the 25th pick overall. They will snatch him up. If, if Byron Murphy is on the board this long, the Kansas city chiefs better be fucking calling every team in the league to get this guy yep. that he cannot fall this far. I was raising my hand. Cause I wanted to talk to you about this. Yes, Matt. Go. I actually don't think this is a fall for him. You think this is like, this is his area. I mean like look where some of the other, other than Denzel Ward short corners have gone in the draft. Like this is kind of what happens. We, I like Byron Murphy's tape a lot, but small corners just fall a little bit. It's, it's what happens, and I mean, I know the Eagles have taken flyers and guys like Sidney Jones, who was uh, hasn't quite panned out. Some of that's, I think, because of injury. Without but a doubt. They do need Byron Murphy, so I like that. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are at 26 overall. I want to just squash any talk of them signing Le'Veon Bell. They don't need him because Marlon Mack is really, really yes, good. and very, very cheap. Exactly. Chris Ballard is not going to pay for a running back. Absolutely not. So I don't even consider that. What I'm doing, you know what they did last year? Everyone knows what they did last year, obviously. But they went in and they beefed up the O-line with value picks. Like, they they put a priority at guard. They put a priority at right tackle. And they fixed their offensive line in one draft. Now you have to do the same thing to this wide receiver core. You you have to. I mean, when you're getting by with Eric Ebron and receivers that no one's ever heard of, you have to add draft picks. I, I think they'd take one look at Marquise Brown at Oklahoma and say, that's our guy. I mean, he's just scooting all over the field. I know he's not the biggest dude, but... His yards after catch is amazing. His separation skills are amazing. And I will say this, if he's on the board at 26, it'll be a shock to me. I think he could have a John Ross-like draft season and end up the number nine overall pick. I I could definitely see it, too. And you talk about the Colts. If they like T.Y. Hilton, I think they're also going to like uh, Hollywood Brown, too. I think they're very similar guys. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be a problem with him playing on the line of scrimmage. I think he can get open. Uh, The Big 12 defenses, I think, get... A lot of heat, but those are some elite offenses, not so much bad defense.
1: Yeah, and that quickly becomes an explosive you know, offense that can run off a of play action. Oh, yeah. When you have that offensive line and two guys that can go vertical yep. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron up the seam, that's a lot of fun. All right, back on the clock for the Raiders again. I think the Raiders fans will be pretty happy coming out of this draft in the first round with Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, and right here, Kelvin Harmon. So, How did you not draft another Josh? I mean, yeah. I tried. to find one. one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking right down the board. Where did I miss? But, uh, I mean, dude, look at this right now for the Raiders. You got hopefully a guy that could be an upside number two wide receiver in Harmon, a number one running back in Josh Jacobs, and a number one kind of elite pass rusher, hopefully, for Josh Allen. I think that's a good haul for Oakland after they took a lot of shit for these trades. So yeah, you don't trade for Khalil Mack, but if you're gonna do it, you better
0: have a draft like this. Yeah. And I on a lot of people's boards, that's gonna be running back one and receiver one. Yeah. And you're getting both of them in this draft. That just that does not happen very often. And the Raiders are able to do it here uh with Connors picks. I'm gonna get this one right though. The Los Angeles Chargers, finally not calling them San Diego anymore. Uh, I think they are gonna see what they can do here with Philip Rivers. They're gonna give it one more go, and they're gonna to need to protect him to do that. So they got beat up by the Patriots. They're gonna to have to find somebody that that can help Philip Rivers for another year. I think that's Jawan Taylor, the tackle out of Florida. Yeah, I like him, man. I just don't. I, I like him as like a top forty kind of guy. I, I don't know where he plays. Is he a right tackle? Is he a left tackle? Is he a guard? Maybe for them it doesn't matter. I mean, I, they actually I like their guard play. There you go. Get in on this CR. I need a koozie. There we go. I like it. It sounds that sounded good, man. Made me thirsty. Uh, Have a good crack of the can. Uh, Jawan Taylor, though, I do like for the Chargers. Mellow at number twenty nine, the Kansas City Chiefs. Can I draft him a new defensive coordinator? Is that allowed? You can try I to draft Brent Venables from Clemson and plug him in? Uh I cannot, but what I can do is help the edge rush. I will I wanted to go corner here. Like Melo said, Byron Murphy came off the board. I don't know that my guy Trayvon Mullen really fits their defense. So I'm gonna go with pass rush. We don't know what's gonna happen with D Ford. We all assume he's gonna get the franchise tag. That's a one-year fix. Justin Houston, a very expensive veteran whose impact has just fallen off a cliff. I, I think you could definitely go edge rush with Jalen Ferguson, who has power. He can play three, four or four, three. If Steve Spagnuolo is hired as the head coach between the time or the defense coordinator, the time we're recording to when it actually comes out, that could happen. And I think Ferguson who has, I think he's going to really benefit from the senior bowl week. He fits what they want to do. And they have to, if they're going to sign Patty, to a two hundred million dollar contract, on those picks. cheaper. Yep, got to figure out some areas to save some money. Yeah, I mean that might lead to D four jumping to a different side. So he might be a jet. I, I, I think he's a franchise guy next year. They'll tag him, maybe, maybe tag him twice, and then he's gone. I don't think he's gets an extension. To, like. I don't want to make this a chief segment, but he's had one good year. Right, I'm yeah. not paying a guy off one good year. Yeah, you don't pay big money, and he so can't stop the run for shit. shit.
1: All right, Green Bay back on the clock. Got you Ja'Kai Polite at number 12. Now you're on 30. Thank you to the trade with the Saints last year. That got them, Marcus Davenport. So we're going to go Devin Bush here. I think getting faster at linebacker, a little more attitude in the middle of the field on their defense. This is a team that has invested in that recently, especially last year taking those two corners, but they're not done yet. So you get a pass rusher and a middle linebacker up front in this draft. Two good players too, Ja'Kai Polite, Devin Bush, and you got those guys in the secondary from last year's draft. Now you're, And yes, you need wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. I get that. But I think value play here is you keep building up that defense and take a little pressure off of the
0: offense finally. And they proved last year they're not afraid to take the same position group. And these guys really, stack I wouldn't say the same yeah. position group, but linebacker and edge, it sure up your defense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Devin Bush fell this far, honestly. I like him a lot. I think a lot of teams that maybe run a 3-4 won't love him yeah. uh, just because – size and yeah. i i think he's, he's short uber strong yeah i think he could do a 3-4 defense but right. i don't think teams that run that uh, that front are going to fall in love what with is him. it you always say about him thicker than a bowl of oatmeal thicker than a bowl of, i thought for somebody who just thinks a biscuit no that's what that's uh boogers oh. a biscuit away from that yeah. being a tackle or whatever he said right all right uh you're i'm up you're up mellow the los angeles rams po- uh my super bowl team that's who i'm you're going picking for. the rams I'm going for him. I'm oh, not going to pick against shit. Tom Brady, but I'm rooting <laughs> oh, just, my, like, for the Rams. Uh, they have a very talented defense. I think they might uh, might need to start getting a little younger on that defense. And a guy that we love so far here at the Senior Bowl is Nasir Adderley. The uh, guy can do everything very rangy. I know there's some questions about his size, but that's something that's easy to fix. Trust me, I've put on some weight over the years. <laughs> it's not that hard to do. You just crack open a couple of these cold babies and you'll add It'll some be good weight. To go. So Nasir Adderley, man, hit me up. We can put on some weight together. <laughs> the Mellow training
1: the, Everyone asks Adderley, who are you train with? Uh, mellow from Stick to Football. Yeah.
0: Oh. All right. Damn, looks good. No yeah, I mean, put on true. 20 pounds. Yeah, love it. It's pretty soft. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's uh, weight. It's all water weight, but it looks great. Um, I like Nasir Adderley. I, really, I think the for the Rams, we have to see what free agency does to this team. Dante Fowler's a free agent, and Thomas Sue's a free agent. The, they're going to have to figure out how to get cheaper because of. Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Like, you can't pay – and Harry Donald, Jesus. You can't Brady pay Cooks. everyone. Yeah. My Lord. Cooper Cup eventually. Like, yeah, you can't pay everyone. Tied up they anyway. have drafted well, so they'll continue to do that. Uh, I get to close out round one with the Super Bowl your, champion. Your favorite
1: team. New England Patriots. guy loves
0: New England. I, I love the <laughs> you Patriots. do love the Patriots. I don't Patriots.
1: know why. I, I, I,
0: everyone should know. It's a character mind. flaw, but we worked through it. So, well, like them, I'm a winner, so... Uh, Jesus Christ,
1: go away. <laughs> Second round will be me and Mel. Yeah. Uh, I'll and, be tied up be don't mind. I'll be hog-tied yeah. in my
0: bedroom. We are in San Denis. You yeah, I mean, right. can't we really tell are. by Jesus. the surroundings. we are. Uh, I'm going to go QB of the future, and oh, they give me a lot of crap because I like the Patriots. It's because, long story short, our mom's from Michigan. All my uncles, when I was a kid, loved Michigan, so we had to watch Michigan football on TV every freaking Saturday. And I mellow will back me up on this, loved Tom Brady. Like I loved, I'm not Bill and I'm not like, oh, we had a first round grade on. Yeah. I was not old enough to have a grade on anyone, but I loved Tom Brady. So I've really liked watching his career, the Patriots. I think it's time to get the next one in there. He's he might play till he's 50. But you know what? The last time you got somebody in there and thought Tom was gonna retire, you were able to trade him for a second round pick. So just do it again. And I'm gonna go with his arch nemesis, Peyton Manning Jr., Daniel Jones. Not that he is the next Peyton Manning, but they look it, on the field. Their mannerisms are the same. Yep. If he would have wore the white Duke helmet and just throw on 18 for the yep. week, he should have done it. I think if he would look, look like, like Peyton Manning. Yeah. It's almost like they had the same coach or something. Yeah, that David Cutcliffe <laughs> connection is good. So the Patriots get their quarterback of the maybe of the future or a trade piece of the future to close out round one. It's day two of the draft now, guys, and at this point, I'm going to be tired. I don't feel real Wheels rested. is going to be making me hot tea. I'm gonna have bags under my eyes, and we're. I'm probably gonna be on the roof of Caesar's Palace. You guys have to come find me to drag me down to the ballroom. How do you sit at a desk this long? I'm so uncomfortable. My ADD (laughs) is flaring up. My back hurts. I have to pee. Yeah, but we're here for you guys. That's how much we love you. We're gonna get it going round two here. Connor, you are up with the Arizona Cardinals. God, it feels way,
1: weird to hear someone butt mellow pick for the Arizona Cardinals. You sure you
0: don't want to do this one or announce it? No, yes. It? <laughs> he, like, he and Steve Keim are actually like their brothers. Yeah, By yeah, the end us. of mock draft season, I'm going to be an anti-Arizona <laughs> yeah, Cardinals guy. Like, because or like because there's not really a Cardinals expert. It's going to be you. (laughs) Yeah, a transfer portal slash Arizona Cardinals expert, Mello Esquire. So Cliff
1: Kingsbury's there. They obviously need pieces for his offense, which will be very, very different. We'll see if Josh Rosen is his quarterback of the future. But I went with Irv Smith here, just a true move tight end, really good athlete. It was funny when we were doing the mock draft to prepare for the show very early this morning. I looked at the guys, and it's like, it's probably TJ Hawkinson time, but I can't put TJ Hawkinson with Cliff Kingsbury. It just doesn't feel right. No, no. So Irv Smith is a guy that he could really get going up the seam. And I mean, all over, underneath on drag routes, we've seen him run after the catch like a wide receiver. So I just think this is an ideal landing spot for the player. And I don't know if Kingsbury will use the tight end, but it, he would be yeah, smart. He's kind of like a big receiver, though. I think, I think though. he has yeah. before,
0: though. He'll split them out. Jason Morrow was really the closest thing. Right? And, Your I mean, Jace Jets had a guy. great <laughs> college career with him, horrible <laughs> <Powerful laughs> NFL career. Right, man, he was tough, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, Jets legend. I liked him at Texas Tech. He was one of the yeah. few guys that like, I thought he was going to do something. We, everyone did. Yeah, and welcome to the party. It was real fun. He actually hated being touched by other football had players. had a bad hangover after that party. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, Melly, you're up, I'm buddy. up with the Colts. Uh, Matt, you had them take, I believe, Hollywood Brown in the first round, uh, which is a great pick for their offense. So I think they're going to address the defense here. They have an amazing linebacker, so I don't think they have to go there. They've got some pieces in the secondary. So I'm going to give them some defensive line help. I'm going to go with my Clemson Tigers here. Get Christian Your You're Clemson Tigers? <laughs> as long as Trevor Lawrence is there, they're team number two for well, me, man. It, I like had a seizure when you said that. Like, no, still a Texas fan, but I absolutely just like love orange. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. He came
1: close to picking them on the, on the championship. It was the hardest show. hedge I've ever heard from Honestly, like, like, But he wanted
0: to Honest down. to God truth, the reason I didn't pick Clemson is because if I picked Clemson and lost, Matt and I would have tied in our pick them. Oh, he that's Alabama. True. That's very true. So I'm just like, fuck it. If I pick Alabama, I win. That's my competitive edge there. It was a smart was play. I had nothing to, to
1: lose. Yeah. <laughs> so with my cocky confidence. It, so it, it, it came down to one game.
0: It came down to Army-Navy and then that. And Army-Navy, oh, like God. neither of us were going to pick Navy. So it was like, <laughs> I'm just going to lose now because yeah. I can't bring myself to pick Navy. So who are you picking for them? Sorry, go ahead. You're called the Tigers. So I'll let you Christian finish. Wilkins, you defensive go. lineman. I, I really like what he can do. I know that we've talked about him a lot over the past three, four years as a guy to be in the first round. I, I think he falls right here to the second round just because the depth of this defensive line class, you're still getting an elite level level player here. And if you get him on that Colts defense, I, this is a very good team. It's a very good time to be a Colts fan. So Anthony Oreo. Dan Barnes, congratulations, man! Your team is on the up. And you think up. Dan Barnes is a real Colts fan or a fake one? No, he's like he's from like the Ohio area. He came to the I you, remember that the combine yeah. with like a Peyton Manning. I think he bid on some Peyton some, Manning autograph. Yeah, I just, I bet he's fair weather. Oh, I bet he's just like, (sighs) shots fired.
1: Coming from the Patriots 49ers fan (laughs) that loves Michigan and Joe Montana (laughs) and the Predators. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I just like to give Dan Burn shit. You know, these polos need more tattoos, guys. My goodness. Uh, All right. I am up with the New York Giants. You guys passed on a quarterback for them in round one, opting to go Jonah Williams. I'm going to fix that problem right now and get them their quarterback of the now and the future, Jarrett Stidham. Man, I'm gonna dive in here because you know this is my guy. Listen, let Mello run away with this. I'm falling in love with him all over again, Matt. If you gave me a scale of one to ten on this Giants draft, I'd give it an A plus <laughs> plus. I, I love what they're doing here. You address that offensive line, and then you go get a great quarterback in the second round. You're all set. Let him sit a year or six games behind Eli yeah, Manning when they go always then- six. <laughs> and then you have two great targets for him: Saquon Barkley and and. OBJ you guys make fun of my grading scale I know that Connor has been running (laughs) graphics at the draft before where they're like Miller what's your grade and it could be one through five it could be a through f (laughs) I could make some thumbs up thumb down yeah Yeah. like plus, never know yeah (laughs) swipe left swipe right Ooh, but be how we grade the draft. I sure. like. I really like, like the swiping. You want to swipe right or left on the on the draft pick? We'll tra- probably try to do that. This all year. my if good I ideas. Have my ways. All my good ideas come while talking on the podcast and coincidentally drinking beer. I've all right, invented so. at least three products. <laughs> I am on somehow
1: this on the clock for the Oakland Raiders for the third time in a row. So <laughs> they are either going to love or hate me, and I am very excited for that. Uh, the thirty-sixth overall pick in the draft, Mac Wilson. Now they do get LB three. Goes third out of the linebackers. He might actually be pretty close to Devin Bush for that linebacker two spot. It is close. I like Bush a little better. But if you're Oakland right now, you have come out with your first four picks and landed Josh Allen to get after the quarterback, Mac Wilson to be an off-ball linebacker that can really run and chase, a wide receiver in Calvin Harmon, and a running back in Josh Jacobs. How do you guys feel about that? four starters. Right? That's how I feel. Four starters. I feel like like there's
0: no way John Gruden and Mike Mayotte could do that. That's how I feel about it. Like, there's just no way. Like, Or no. um, the, the
1: Colts' former— Ryan Gregson. Ryan Gregson. I My mind is you know, on him to do
0: that. We've talked before, and I, I've been like, man, the, the Browns, the Seahawks, the Colts, like, those are great front offices. They are. So that's like this side of it. And then there's this side of it. Well, Merrick's going to be like
1: interesting a, because a being right? a— me- You know this better than anyone. Like, being a media scout versus being a real scout is really going to test— Like, we're going to see a different Mike Mayo. No one really knows. I've said before,
0: I struggle with a player. I'm going to start calling scouts and being like, hey, I'm struggling. Like, what do you see? What can I maybe look at? Help me split the difference here. Or there have been years, like last year, we had uh, one of our scouts, one of our team members passed away. We ended up shorthanded. We called in a lot of favors for help scouting the draft last year. I can do that because I'm in the media. Mike Mayo can't do that anymore. Yeah. He can't, he can't call Kyle Shanahan and be like, hey, what quarterback do you like in this draft?
1: Kyle's going to be, be like, friends. why don't you
0: go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you trade him for my pick and I'll tell Suck you. Like, old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like, yeah. Kyle's going to be like, like, no, Sean McVay's like, get-back coach going <laughs> Kyle might actually you. say that. <laughs> no, that, so. that was a direct quote. Yeah. Did you see the NFL Network where they zoomed in on him? I think yeah. we were at practice, but I saw it on Twitter. He was addressing the team after practice, dropped two F-bombs in one sentence. And then they're like, okay, and that's Kyle Shanahan. Sorry about that. That's very much Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, speaking yeah. of Kyle Shanahan, even better. Uh, I'm up right here. Matt somehow let me pick for the 49ers, number 37. overall. I'm a Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I was
1: going to say. Right,
0: right. You're transitioning. Uh, you took defensive <laughs> line. In the first round, uh, but they still need some edge help here. So if you need edge help, there are still a lot of guys on the board. I'm going to give you one of your favorite players. I think O'Shane Zimenez. Now you need edge. Pair him up. They will maybe finally get to the quarterback if they get two guys that can do it. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I said, with Defoe and you. Uh, if we had Defoe, Quinnen, and then you had Solomon Thomas and Zimenez, like that's a pretty good front four. You could work with that, I would think. If not, you should probably fire your defense coordinator. Yeah. I also, I don't know. I'm kind of second-guessing myself here, though. Will Kyle Shanahan let them take two defensive players? Probably Uh, not. Yeah. So, it'll probably be Andy Isabella right here. (laughs) uh, For me, I'm going with O'Shane Zimenez. All right. I'm up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We went quarterback round one. fix that need. Now, we have to go wide receiver. I don't know that I'm not Team Blake Bortles here, but... Not enough was said about the fact that his running back and O line were decimated by injuries and he lost all his good receivers. Lost his number one. He lost one Allen receiver. Robinson, lost Allen Hearns. Like they handed him not much at wide receiver and said, figure it out. Like, he was set up to fail this past year. So I'm going to help the new quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, and give him A.J. Brown, a very physical wide receiver, not, not the fastest guy, 6'1, 225. He can move around, play outside, inside. I, I honestly see some Alshon Jeffrey when I watch him play.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look at that body type. He is built like a gigantic running back almost, and looks like it after yeah. the catch. So I really like the fit there. And next up on the clock, the Bucks. Matt took Rashawn Gary for them in the beginning of this draft, so they got some much-needed help up front. This might be one of the falls of the draft right here. Deontay Thompson at safety for them. Going to come in a little light, uh, really good range over the top. This is a Bucs secondary that got torched this year, absolutely should sprint. have drafted so, Derwin James. Yeah, should have. But you know what? Now they could try to make up for it and get a guy that's more of a traditional free safety in Deontay
0: Thompson. Yeah, I like that. Melo, you're up. Buffalo Bills. Help my boy Josh Allen out. That's I think that's what you have to do. Uh, We somehow let Ed Oliver fall to them in the first round, but they, they're going to have to help their quarterback. Obviously, if Oliver's there, they're going to have to snatch him up. But you got to help him. Uh, I'm going to go with DK Metcalf, a guy I'm still kind of on the fence about. But he's a big target for Josh Allen, a huge catch radius. If he's healthy, uh, he might not even be available right here at this pick. Uh, but today he's available for us, and I think it's a good fit for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I like that. And if healthy, again, yeah, he could be wide receiver one. He could be a top 20 pick. I'm up the Denver Broncos. We went quarterback round one, Melo's guy, Drew Locke. Now I'm going to go my guy, Trayvon Mullen, at corner here. Uh, they They have a great player in Chris Harris. Bradley Roby really never panned out for them there as the other corner. I think they have to get another outside starter. Trayvon is probably going to slip beyond where I have him ranked just like he does here today because he's not going to run that well. I don't think that's going to hurt his stock, but I still think he can come in and be a very quality NFL starter.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's definitely a position in need for them now, too. So good value, a good fill there. Uh, 42 Cincinnati Bengals. You got them, what was it, Devin White in the first I round? Did, that yeah. is, I mean, that's a great haul. And they're getting more value value right here at tight end. TJ Hawkinson, I mean, I know it's Iowa, but he really reminds me a little bit of George Kittle. I mean, the style of play, the nasty oh, yeah. blocking.
0: He's Probably sneak, not as fast. Not a, he's sneaky. Well, he's good thought about after the catch, though. And George Kittle in at yeah. Iowa? Did you ever think like, oh man, this guy's gonna light it yes, up? Yes, he changed scene. in the I NFL. Actually, well, I knew his trainer, so they told me what he was running in the 40, and it was. Well, I never would
1: have. That. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that's just been decimated at injuries at the tight end position at times, obviously. So when you look at what's happened to Tyler Eifer over the years, and I think if you get Hawkinson in there, in the beginning of the Zach Taylor era, they're probably going to be stuck with Andy Dalton. At least do the best to help him out and help out the run game up front for Joe Mixon.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, that puts me up with the Lions. I believe you gave him Montez sweat uh, in the first it did in the first round. Which this sounds like an R and B singer from the 90s. Oh, it definitely is. So let's just go with another pairing. Hakeem Butler is probably a guy <laughs> that's going to go with him. Another big target guy here in the second round. Help out Matt Stafford. You lost Golden Tate, and they're nowhere near the same player. But you got to get some offensive weapons in Detroit, and so they'll get one They got Kenny one right Galladay. Here. They got Marvin Jones. So now you have a big outside weapon. Talk about catch radius. He might have the biggest yeah, catch radius in college the jump football. Ball guy. Right? Like he, yeah. He's a true six foot six. Like which is ridiculous. Insane. Same. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Green Bay Packers are up. And I, we went edge linebacker round one. I loved what you guys did there. I'm going to address the offensive line. I think that we're seeing, right, Brian Bulaga has got to be at the end of the road. Got to be. And, and the interior O-line, not great, but not bad. One thing that the Packers have always done in the past is value guys who can play multiple positions. I'm going to go with Dalton Risner from K-State here. He played tackle in college. I, I think he would be a very good right tackle or even guard in the NFL. Yep, I agree. He struggled a little bit Tuesday at the Senior Bowl with some one-on-one type stuff. I've said before on here that one-on-ones are very much tailored to the defensive players. It's hard as a pass blocker because some of the just moves and space guys have to win. is unrealistic, but Risner rarely lost in college, and I, I think that's something the Packers would value.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the trend here has been with offensive linemen it rains and pours. I'm going right back to the well here. Atlanta Falcons, Alton Jenkins, someone that did not struggle at the Senior Bowl yesterday. No. This one's pretty simple. Atlanta just get some help on the interior of the offensive line, and I think when you look at Jenkins, he can be a plug and play center. He could probably play guard, right? That's yeah, he definitely yeah. could. So, I mean, I think this is just an instant impact add for Atlanta.
0: And you guys going with your run on offensive linemen here? Keep it going, yeah. keep boom, we going. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, really Kyler blocking me. Get Kyler Murray some help. <laughs> exactly. You drafted Kyler Murray here in the first round. The Washington Redskins up. Who's <laughs> the shortest tackle? Forty six. No, over I'm them. gonna go Oppo. I'm going to just a monster at left tackle. Give him Greg Little. He's still here. Uh, if you're going to revamp that offense, you're going to go with Kyler Murray. You better get somebody who can protect his skinny little ass. But Trent Williams Greg Trent Williams is there, but how? Um... Put him on the right side for a little bit. I know Brandon Sheriff is there too, but I don't think, look at the Colts, you can never have too many good offensive linemen. No, yeah especially when your quarterback is 180 pounds and is going to be running (laughs) all over the place. You better put six linemen on the field because he is going to be in some trouble. Yeah. All right. Let's go next here. We've got the Carolina Panthers. We went corner in round one. I'm in a spot again. Like I would love to go offensive tackle, but we just took three of them off the board and and I don't want to reach. So I would go wide receiver. And I know they took G.J. Moore last year. I I really didn't care for him. He had a fine rookie season, but they need more help out at wide receiver. I want Paris Campbell who – Has to be one of the fastest players in this year's draft, if not the fastest. He might not be available at pick 47 come late April, but is a very good player who maybe didn't get used the best at Ohio State. It's not a friendly offense for NFL receivers. And they have produced some really good receivers, but it's – it's a spread college offense. That's It is what it is. He might be a guy that comes out and runs a 4-3, though. And if he does that, he's not available in the second round. And I, don't, I
1: think you nailed it. Maybe they don't make their wide receivers always look as great. You look at Terry McLaurin down here right, right now, the Super bowl, and everybody loves him. So it's like – and Dwayne Haskins is a great quarterback, but it doesn't mean that it always helps the stats or the numbers for the wide receivers. So, all right, 48 Miami Dolphins. The state of Florida let Will Greer out once. They're not doing it twice. They're bringing him back. Will Greer is coming back to Florida. This is just – When the Dolphins, they're going to move on from Ryan Tannehill, right? And in the first round, they weren't able to get their quarterback. It didn't play out that way. You're not investing a ton here in the middle of the second round in Will Greer. You're taking more of a flyer, a guy that was very inconsistent yesterday, but you do see the strong arm. You see the reason why teams believe he can succeed in their system. So maybe Miami takes less of a risk this year on quarterback and hope it works out. And if not, they go for that first round guy the following year.
0: Yeah, and I think we will see a lot of quarterbacks go right here in the second round. A very impressive senior bowl. So, Will Greer, I think, falls into that category, especially with the Dolphins. That's a great pick. Uh, number 49 overall, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Matt gave him a great tackle prospect in the first round. I think they're going to keep going with that trend and they're going to address offense here. Uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. Miko Hardman. Miko. Out of Georgia, pair him up with Callaway and Landry, give Baker another good target. It's a great offense now, and you've addressed two huge needs for you with your first two picks. And points. Freddie Kitchens would love Hardman if he can get over his Bama bias because he is just a chess piece. He could be a returner. You could line him up in the backfield um, at times, jet sweeps, slant routes. He's he's definitely going to help Baker Mayfield out uh, and just take make his life easier. Not No, Baker, I'm not saying you need help, but yeah. he would help you. Don't do it, Mello. Just let See it go. See my eyes rolling. I know you guys do. You guys might not. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. I'm rolling hard. At 50 overall. Uh, we went offensive tackle in round one, which is obviously a big need for them. But I, I look at the defense. They're probably going to lose Anthony Barr to free agency. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Lamar here. It, it might allow them to shuffle what they do in the linebacker corps a little bit. Uh, and one of the biggest questions with Lamar, uh, number 57, if you've been watching Clemson games, like Mello's favorite team uh, I think the biggest question is, can he be a three down player or is he just a two down guy? That's why uh fairly big name. That's why he falls here to the top around two.
1: And you could take a guy like that at 50. That's OK. So especially with how much rotational pieces we're seeing play in the NFL these days, Tennessee. I still think they need corner help. Maybe not in round, but round one, but round two. And you look at Rocky sin for I mean, you want somebody physical. on the back end of the defense. Yeah, physical. I know you love this guy, Matt. Sounds
0: like a Vrabel guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right? This
1: is just perfect for them. So. I mean, we've obviously gotten to see him out here. I think he's got size. I think he's got strength. And I think, like you said, Melo, I mean, you look at Mike Vrabel. He wants a certain type of player with a certain type of
0: attitude for his yep. defense. Yeah, Rock definitely has that. I mean, he was mugging dudes in the Tuesday practice. He mugged guys all year long. So, Melo, you're up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I don't know spoiler alerts here. I love what you did here. and I can't believe we let this guy fall. Honestly, because he is having one hell of a week, too, and one hell of a player. I think we would have been talking about him last year if it weren't for some injuries here. But Debo Samuels has looked fantastic here at the Senior Bowl. He's a guy that can go vertical. He can get open with his quick routes in the short game. The Steelers are going to need some help they're probably going to lose Antonio Brown. If they don't lose him, they're going to need a plan for when he walks because it's going to happen eventually. Go ahead and get a replacement right here for him in the second round. I love what we're seeing out of Debo. Yeah, him and Juju, that works. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And they got James Washington last year as their possession guy probably. So it, it would be, if you're going to move on from A.B., that's a very, very good way to do it. And And they might even have an extra draft pick or two if that is what's happening. We're going to keep it in Pennsylvania. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. And I can't read. There we go. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. I was like, what? Whose name is that? Because it said corner next to it. I can't read my own note sometimes, guys. Cornerback. Cornerback, right? That's who they took took in the first round. I was like, what What did you guys do to the doc back there? Uh, All right. I'm going running back. JHI, my. Never play again. They need a runner. They need someone who can catch the ball. Any physicality that is David Montgomery, and that's so why it threw me fit. off that it said corner. I was like, he's. They he's took not Byron a corner, Murphy right? in the first round. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then we give him David M- Montgomery here. I'm glad uh, everyone could hear my brain fall out of my ear. Yeah, that was that, good. That was so great. glad we were on live for that. Uh, I love the pick there. I love the fit. They need a guy. Uh, running backs like Montgomery and Jacobs are going to be a hot commodity because we've seen guys like Gurley and Zeke Elliott and what they can do out of the backfield and with the ball in their hands running it. uh, He's probably running back two for me. I was going to say, we've only had two running backs drafted. Yeah, Yeah, and I think they're both very good. If you can get him outside the top 50, that is great value for what he's doing.
1: Without a doubt, he is an... Impact starter. I absolutely love this guy. I think I still think he's my top running back. I think it's really close between him and Josh Jacobs. I understand why people are split on them, but I love David Montgomery. Houston Texans back to back here. I'm first then Mello, Riley Ridley. The De'Marius Thomas trade just it didn't really work out. Whether it was the injuries, I think he's broken down over the years too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's just not a likely option. I, Matt you said this. Will Fuller can't stay healthy. You know, Deshaun Watson needs more than Hopkins out there. Riley Ridley is quietly one of the best receivers or one of the most refined receivers
0: in this draft. And he's from such a deep receiver class there at Georgia that he doesn't have that production. Yep, And they don't throw the football a whole lot. I mean, they had two 1,000-yard rushers last year. right? Uh, so I like him a lot, too. His brother is in the league, too. Uh, the Texans get a big need here. Uh, I'm going to go with you here, piggyback it. Give some, give some options for Watsons. Give somebody to protect him, too. I'll go with David Edwards. Who maybe is a right tackle, but might be able to shift over and play left eventually. Get somebody to help out Watson. People get to him way too often. You got to get somebody that can protect Yeah, Back to back picks for the Texans. That's huge at 54 55 because you guys uh, shore up two of the biggest needs that they have by going wide receiver, and then offensive tackle. I'm back again with the greatest team in America, the New England Patriots. <laughs> That was mostly a joke, but it felt good to say it. Uh, it we was not wrong. We went quarterback in round one, and I, I think an area like you watch, you watch Patrick Chung and those guys running around out there, Like they, they do have to start getting a little younger at the safety position. Jonathan Abram in New England is probably not fair to Sam Darnold and the rest of the AFC. It's just not. I mean, he, is, he could be a first-round safety. We just have questions right now about a shoulder for injury sure, yeah. that kept him out of the senior bowl. But, man, I am in it for Jonathan Abram. All right,
1: Philadelphia Eagles back on the clock. Just made a couple. to Got David Montgomery just four picks ago, so that's an amazing value pick for them. Going to try to do the same here to round out the offense. Anthony Johnson from Buffalo. This is Tyree Jackson's favorite target. Deep this is, a guy, that, this is a guy that made Tyree Jackson look pretty good more often than not. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are forgetting that. And I so, think a
0: lot of people are figuring it out this week.
1: Yes, without a doubt. And, and this is a team that made the move for Golden Tate. He's going to get, even at 30 years old, he's going to get some money in free agency. Yep. I don't see why Anthony Johnson
0: can't come in and take some of those targets. Anthony Johnson and Alshon Jeffrey will make, whomever's playing quarterback next year, it'll make their life so much better. And I, yeah, I'm just going to feed into that bad, conspiracy. Bad teammate, Carmen Wentz. Whomever. whomever. Bad teammate or underrated superstar Nick Foles. I think one. I think it was me that read off the like draft that. on draft question of like what would you do would you rather have Wentz or Foles and people did not respond well really? to me saying like you might keep Foles like in the complete hypothetical that I have nothing to do with that decision. <laughs> yeah, got some heat over that one. You guys know I would just trade both of them. Uh one of the, the hot team, the trendy team here, the the Indianapolis Colts. Looking for a guy that just fits Ballard, that defense, and everything they do. I'm going to give him Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think that I don't know what position he is. Is he a safety? Is he a corner? It's a nickel. I think he can do it all. And that's what they need on their defense. Just a nasty guy who's not afraid to hit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Poor man. You level when I'm smart and you're like, yeah, damn, damn it. These, oh, yeah. yeah. He damn just it. needs to yeah, tackle.
1: That's the biggest issue right now for Chauncey,
0: but he can cover yeah. for days. I can't remember yeah. who the Eagles pick, but I can <laughs> make player <laughs> comparisons Mont- on Montgomery, the David Montgomery, the corner. Right. Uh, I'm up here with the Dallas Cowboys, a, a team that their first pick comes at number 59. Free agency is going to have a massive impact on what they do. And, and really, let's give credit to, they really did a great job of turning things around this year. Jason Garrett saved his job with a fantastic finish of the year, but. They have to get more edge help. They absolutely have to. You know, Tank Lawrence had a great season this year. He's a free agent. I do think they'll tag him. But I'm going to go Joe Jackson from the University of Miami. Connor, someone you saw in person this year. I think he's being slept on a little bit. Just he his athleticism.
1: Awesome. He dominated his, when I saw him. Dominated. His size.
0: Yeah. Did you see him against Florida? Is Florida right? State. Okay, well, never mind then. There goes yeah. that theory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, he played Jawan Taylor and dominated. That would be awesome. But I, I do like Joe Jackson, a junior who came out, so he's not getting – you know, the reps down in Mobile that we would like for him to get. But I think come combine time, once we have more film uh, prep time, we're really going to see him as a top 60 type player.
1: All right. Back on the clock, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a player that nobody thought would be here, but hasn't been the best season for him. Failed. What was it? A drug test essentially before the playoff. Yeah, right. So Dexter Lawrence, I mean, they need help. We saw it in the playoffs. They need help up front in the middle to stop the run. You take a swing of the fences with Dexter Lawrence here because, once again, a guy with untapped potential. A lot of people projected him as a top 15 pick over the summer. It just hasn't gone that way, but I still think coaches will have a lot of faith in him, too. I do, too. And
0: girlfriend dies all over again. They're going to see what he does athletically, his size, and somebody's going to fall in love with him, and they're going to overlook that little suspension at the end of the year. I don't like him. I know you don't, but I've actually, I think I mocked him in the first round with one of these mock drafts that we did. I think there's a lot of talent there, and... Teams There's only
1: like so many guys that are that
0: big and that quick. Yeah, I mean, that's you can plug him or in at Nose, or he yeah. could even play in the three-tack. I think he's probably quick enough. Matt disagrees, but I'm that's okay. I'm just making faces over here. He's <laughs> and just in the the might be the well, Patriots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince Wilford, Jr. Jr. Or maybe Jr. this team, Will. The Kansas City Chiefs, my team, number 61 overall, uh, gave them an edge rusher in the first round with Jalen Ferguson. They have to address the secondary. It is absolutely atrocious. So I'm going to go with my boy Amani Awarié, just because I like his name. He's also a pretty solid player, and he fits the need here at corner. They got to get some shutdown guys out there. Probably an instant starter in the round two. Yeah, I like him. I like him more or as much as Julian Love from Notre Dame, who uh, is coincidentally still on the board here for us. So yeah. I'm up next. The New Orleans Saints, their first pick, because of that. 2018 draft trade and I went interior defensive line. Uh, I went Draymond Jones. I think it's an area where like I considered linebacker. I, I thought maybe about corner, but the best value here is for Draymond Jones. They need, we talked about it with pick number two with Quentin Williams. You need interior pressure. You can't just rely on these looping edges because the ball comes out so fast in the NFL these days. So Draymond Jones, who maybe he's like slipped a little bit this year, you know, like a, a tiny bit, which is a surprise. because He's came back for a senior year, but I, th- I think he's still a very, valuable three technique who can come in there and make plays. I All love right. Draymond.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's one of the better interior pass rushers probably in the class. So All right, second to last pick of our two-round mock draft. If you guys missed any, if the feed cut out for a little bit, this will all be on the Friday podcast. You can go back. You could listen to it there. You could skip around if you want to listen to who your team took. So 63, Los Angeles Rams. They're going to lose a lot of pieces in free agency, and some of those pieces will be up front, whether it's Ndamukong Sue, whoa, Dante Fowler, and uh, Jerry Tillery is still on the board from Notre Dame here. I mean, Tillery is probably a top 40 player based on grades, yeah. But once again, there's so many interior D line that somebody's got to get pushed out. And I think if you're the Rams here, and you recognize that you can't go out and pay someone like they did with Sue for what ten or twelve million a, million a year here, it's to, just
0: not sustainable. Yeah, you're it's not. It's not a sustainable guy. strategy. Use a mid round pick here someone, for a guy that can start right away. Someone needs to call Dan Snyder and tell him this. Like breaking news, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't just, just you buy can't do a this. team. Yeah, yeah. And these three guys that we've seen here. You're taking Tillery, Draymond Jones, Dexter Lawrence. I think in a normal draft class, those They're are probably first round players. I agree or early you. second rounders. We're seeing them right here at the end of the second round. Last pick, Matt's New England Patriots. America's you, team. You've given them a quarterback already. You've given them a safety. I'm just going to give them a white receiver. David <laughs> Sills, he's still on the board, so they might as well fucking take him. Wide, It's a wide receiver, right? White, white. <laughs> no, a white receiver. Pan. <laughs> yeah, I think I can help out with that. <laughs> all right, folks, that's our show. As you know, if you want this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, get an Apple Podcast, get in Spotify, get in Stitcher, wherever you want to get your pods. Subscribe to Stick to Football. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Same username. You can get all the behind the scenes seed mellow's pretty face. Figure out how Connor does his hair and watch me drink beer because that's what we do. We love you guys. We'll talk to you real soon.